0: The Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the International Broadcast Specialist Marketeers. Welcome to the Provoke Media Podcast. I'm Megan Keogan, Head of Product Development and Production here at Provoke and host of today's episode sponsored by Havas Red. The era of misinformation has shifted the role of brands in our society and therefore the role of PR and communications from storytelling to fact-telling. Now more than ever, today's consumers are increasingly looking to brands as sources of information as well as change agents and conversation shapers. In this episode, we'll discuss the shift from brand storytelling to fact-telling amidst the rise of misinformation, and most importantly, we'll explore the distinct differences between the two. Um, and whether PR professionals should even be the storytellers at all anymore. With us today is James Wright, Global CEO, Havas Red, and Global Chairman of the Havas PR Network. Welcome, James.
1: Thanks, Megan. Great to be here.
0: Likewise, and good to do another episode with you. Um, we are excited to talk about this um, topic, uh, which you've recently given a number of keynotes on, and... Um, speaking about the rise of misinformation and shifting the role of brands in society. Um, Can you give us a little bit of background of just how you've come to be a a presenter on this particular topic?
1: Yeah, thank you. No, it's it's an area that I've been quite passionate about. And I think, you know, it's important just to take a step back and look at kind of the the context and and the background to how this is playing out presently. I mean, I kind of define the current sort of Uh, sort of period of time the last few years um, based around the three P's so polarized politics being the first P all around the world more than ever information is being weaponized whether that's to score points to strike fear or to gain support on votes Um, second P is around the pandemic we're still dealing with the pandemic and it's and it's long-term impacts on our health be it physical or mental uh, the economy and our communities it's really heightened all of our anxiety and and, and accelerated change. And not all of that changes for good. And the final P really is is around protests. And we've got protests happening seemingly everywhere. Everything from war, climate, equal justice, employee rights, abortion, transgender rights, gun control, the role of social media, the state of the economy, AI, um, you know, it, it's, uh, whether that's protests in terms of its physical form or people making protests online, uh, it's happening all over the place. You've got this this polarized politics, the pandemic, and protests, and that really is feeding this frenzy of 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 uh, of misinformation and disinformation, and 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 really recognizing our role as strategic, you know, communications professionals that we have a a, a genuine. Uh, responsibility to act with um, with transparency and authenticity when we when it comes to the work that we're doing for our brands and our clients.
0: Absolutely, and in within this, you speak a lot about this shift of the era of storytelling, where PR professionals have really, for many years, prided themselves on being such. Strong storytellers and and sharing narratives, um, but really the need to shift more into a fact telling um, era. And would love to hear your thoughts a bit on what that what that transition looks like and and how they are how they are different.
1: Yeah, sure. So I mean, you know, storytelling—it's what we do, right? That's that's what we've uh, we've always talked about um, throughout my entire career. Um, and, and, you know, we call ourselves storytellers and, and and we are experts at crafting unique and compelling stories. But the nature of storytelling is changing. And in recent years, with the rise of misinformation, we've seen how storytelling can become quite dangerous. I used to say there's a distinct difference between storytelling and telling stories. But now I question whether we should be storytellers at all. It seems quite unsophisticated in many ways in the, in the face of, of a lot of the critical issues of our time, you know, when so many people's rights are coming into question and we're in the midst of, uh, of propaganda wars. I mean, um, if we think about it, everybody in, um, whether you're in-house or an in agency land, you you work in government departments, in the armed forces, in the emergency services, as an NGO, you can, through your strategic and technical capability, make a story fly in the media, whether it's factually accurate or yeah. not. Um, and that means we need to generally recognize that PR has a power that can be used as a force for good and for bad. And I guess, you know, the rise of fake news in particular has really challenged the traditional role of storytelling, not only in our industry, but also in society. And I think it's also led to the to the erosion of, of longstanding defences against misinformation. And whilst this is a concern you know globally particularly in the us um you know where i lived for, for four up the last four or five years it, it served as really a microcosm of the destructive power of misinformation um and unsubstantiated storytelling that can destroy trust and any chance of of bipartisan agreement from from different groups and you know if you look at the rise of misinformation and disinformation it's quite kind of um uh, daunting and 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 with the technology that we've got today it's become you know exponentially more sophisticated um you know and it can be spread so so fast um and through you know a multitude of different of different channels and that can have kind of a profound impact on society and i think that's that's more than a little bit scary i mean you know with the research papers that we have we that we produced over the last sort of uh 6 months you know 80% of the adults in the us have said that they have knowingly come across fake news and knowingly consumed it. 86% of Americans admitted that they have fallen into the trap of fake news, fi- only finding out that it was was fake later. And nearly a quarter of Americans said that they've shared fake political news online. So, you know, these statistic kind of are, are a little bit are a little bit scary. And, and so, you know, it's not just, um, you know, responsibility of, of us as strategic communicators, but I guess also as consumers of that media to to, you know, educate ourselves about what is real and what's not.
0: Would you say that the, the kind of like, um, root of your, of your perspective here is that storytelling in the true sense that we have known it from PR professionals, um, which has been authentic and, um, compelling and truthful in and of itself is now dangerously close to being mistaken for, uh, misinformation or fake news is and it's just that it's a kind of fine line is that what you're suggesting or are you suggesting that that it doesn't have a place for an entirely separate reason
1: no I mean I think you know when we're talking about storytelling I think it's about um ensuring that the story that we are kind of you know sharing and crafting for our clients are you know are based in fact and based in Um, in reality Um, and and obviously kind of you know depends what you're selling and what the story is but yeah all I'm saying is that the responsibility for ensuring the accuracy of of information as it's presented particularly as it relates to you know serious um, issues whether that's to do with um, healthcare uh, or should I say more broadly health and wellness whether that's uh, to do with you know uh, behavioral change um, you know, those kinds of 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 topical uh, issues that, that are coming up you know, kind of seemingly more and more regularly now, that we are, you know, very much uh responsible for ensuring its accuracy. Um so rather than trying to tell you know a, a great story where we might bend the the truth somewhat, but but to be to play it more more straight.
0: Yeah. So not to be a devil's advocate here, but would the would you suggest then that storytelling still has a place within fact telling?
1: Um, yeah, I, th- I think yeah. I think you know we always need to tell a story well, yeah. um, you know. And uh, but you know, if you you if you as a strategic communicator knowingly are are, are, are changing uh, the facts to fit your story, then that's where I think um, it becomes you know a dangerous place to be. And I think, you know, with, as I say, this kind of polarization of, of society, it's even more important that we become a trusted driver of, of change as it re- relates to communications. You know, communications can be used and is being used as a weapon. And so I think, you know, we've got to recognize that we have a very important role to play to play there.
0: What are some of the very tangible things that um, communicators can implement into their existing storytelling model as they start to shift to a uh, focused fact-telling perspective or lens? What are some of the tactical things that they can be incorporating to ensure that they are doing a service to the, the truth?
1: Yeah. So number one, I think you know, be our brand's fact tellers. So in this sea of misinformation and political polarization, our job is to be our clients' fact tellers and to help them sustain brand trust and loyalty through that. So we have to help both our ourselves and clients and journalists sort through that misinformation and really lead with the facts. Uh, I think that's important. Um, expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. Always. You know, you need an always on preparedness strategy. I think, these days uh, for for your clients. Um, We must be wearing a crisis comms hat, if you like, um, even when there isn't a crisis uh, or or an issue that we should be managing. Uh, We have to be on top constantly of monitoring the landscape, identifying potential threats and preparing our clients to be proactive rather than reactive if and when a crisis occurs. Um, And you could almost say that we're moving now from storytelling to story doing um, action matters today. Uh, we must help our clients become active allies to the causes they support, and I think that's been a big shift in recent years. Where you know you could be an ally for an issue, but actually being an active ally ally is 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 is, is actually where uh, where you need to play now. So actually getting on the field and actually helping um, an issue and a cause that you support, that you believe in, that you value, um, to to help progress that that cause or that issue. Um, and even if that means sometimes alienating a small part of your uh, stakeholders
0: when we talk about the um the fact telling and and um you know responding and proactively responding to misinformation would you say that there's a greater need for facts that are concrete like data points statistical um hard numbers um very like measurable or do you think a fact in a in a broader sense?
1: I I think it depends what it is, but uh, you know I think you know backing up with, with with factual data is is always I think uh you know helpful for people to be able to understand something a little bit easier and a little bit better, and that's obviously what we're taught through our education systems as well. But you know e- equally you know instinctively you know lead with integrity. We want to make our clients happy and help them reach their goals but we can't sacrifice integrity to do so even if that means setting the bottom line aside for a period of time you know we need to tell the right story not just a, a good story I mean anyone can tell a good story but it's more than more important than ever now and I believe this today that we tell the right story for um you know for our clients or <clears throat> you know or for the for the uh, particular um message that we're trying to deliver
0: um without asking you to to delve into a specific client example, um, broadly, are you able to sort of help us think through what responding or proactively responding to misinformation can look like in a fact-telling, truth-telling sort of narrative, if you will?
1: Yeah, I mean I think this is a rule that we've always had in in the world of, of communications and public relations. It's that, you know, if a if something is presented um in media or on social media that is is factually inaccurate, it needs to be corrected. And we should we should be going out of our way to ensure that 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 is corrected. Because if you don't correct it, it then essentially becomes a fact of its own because it lives it lives mm-hmm. on forever. So um, <clears throat> you know, we work with our clients to ensure that. Yeah, you know, anything that's presented around, you know, their um, uh, their brand and any of their sort of uh, uh, sort of products or services are, are ensured that it's you know they are presented correctly. You know, we've had examples where you know previous presidents have said certain things about our products and services of our clients, where we've had to correct them because you know they were presented in, inaccurately. Everything from you know injecting disinfectant to uh, to, to sort of help. Um, try to cleanse your your body of of COVID nineteen uh, through to um, you know the role of of, of certain consumer products uh, in our lives. So you know I think ensuring that we you know I mean that's obviously an extreme example, but you know making sure that our our products and our services of our clients are presented accurately is, is obviously important, and that's no different to what it is today. It's just that, sorry what it was in the past, but I think it's just becoming you know more and more uh, utilized in a, in a way that. Uh, that it can get shared and spread really, really quickly uh, around our different channels that we're all consuming.
0: Uh, What sort of efforts would you recommend agencies add or or communicators add to their wheelhouse in terms of uh, monitoring the fake news that may be out there? Is it, would you suggest that it needs to be more of a reactive or a proactive of what's stories may come to the surface like how much effort should be going into the preparation for misinformation or or fake news
1: yeah well i mean i guess on the flip side of the fact that there's a lot of new technology sophisticated technology that can present uh, a story in a in a in a different type of light or in a different way um equally there's technology out there that can can help us find those uh uh, stories that exist around clients' issues uh, that that matter to to them, so we can find them pretty pretty um, quickly and easily in most of the channels. Obviously, there's so many channels now that also a lot of our monitoring services. Uh, don't necessarily pick up everything, but nonetheless, you know, we can pick up a lot of it. So, you know, constantly sort of monitoring that is, is, is super important. A lot of our clients obviously invest a lot of money in uh, ensuring that they can follow their reputation online and also follow issues and competitors and, and analyze, you know, where all of that, all of that exists. Um, but, you know, I think that just to come back to that point though about storytelling, you know, it, it, you know, it is what I think is now, you know, it's just fact telling told well. Um, because our job is to make sure our brands are communicating authentically and meaningful in everything that they do, um, you know, and that I guess you know, made me come back to that question that I asked myself, which is you know, are we still storytellers, or are, or should we be more fact tellers than we are storytellers? Because if we have to, if, you know, if um, if the battle is to win, you know, the hearts and minds from from the information that our consumers consume. Then we have to be the custodians of that information and how it's presented. Um, so for me, that's become you know super important. So no longer about just storytelling, but also about fact telling. And so um uh, you know, and then we can also look through our own media monitoring as to you know how we're providing that information to media, and then how media is representing it. Because just because you provide a story doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be presented in the way that you want the media to present it. They they sometimes, you know, take their own spit on it. And that's uh, obviously something that we, we deal with day to day.
0: Would you say tone or delivery or um, medium of the uh, enhanced storytelling or the more truth forward storytelling um, plays a role at all in how it might be received or consumed?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to present it in a transparent and authentic way. I mean, obviously, you know, you can, I mean, it depends on on the story, of course, and the client, because you can still, you know, I don't want to take the fun out of the work <laughs> we do, because, you know, one of the best parts of working our, in our industry is that, you know, we get to use, you know, strategic thinking and creativity every day to, to um, you know, uh, solve business challenges of our clients. Um, but nonetheless, you know, when it becomes to, as I said earlier on, uh issues that are super important to our communities to our health and wellness to you know the progress in society we need to be very smart in terms of how we we go about that work and take that responsibility very very seriously as you know as a communicator
0: our um what are some of the best ways that uh communication professionals can support clients um to be the custodians of of brand their brand communications and um and and how those messages are received by both consumers and the media.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I talked a little bit about this before, which is, you know, about being, you know, story doers, not just storytellers, but, you know, um, really drive the action that the clients are taking to to deal with particular uh, problems, issues, causes. I think, you know, you've got to be so much more than just the the badge now as a brand, you know, you, you're more than just a name. And that concept of corporate purpose, which has been pressure tested like never before in the last few years, I think has really come to, to the fore about, you know, what do you stand for? What are the values that you have? Because um, I think that, you know, that, that concept of purpose has really been disrupted. And so, um, you know, ensuring that, you know there is a there is something that you're buying into beyond the pure product and services becoming super important, and that means also you need to lead with integrity and and to ensure that you're um, delivering those uh, messages and stories for our clients in a in a in a factual based way.
0: Would you say that there's any sort of barometer that a brand or communicator can use to sort of measure what action? places are best, uh, most worthy of their, their time and efforts in this, um, storytelling capacity. So determining what, what causes, what action moments are going to have the most impact and the most valuable impact when it comes to, um, this better sense of storytelling or this evolved sense of storytelling
1: you know i mean I, well i think you know understanding your brand and being really comfortable as a brand knowing who you are and where you're going the type of um consumers customers you want to attract and the kind of stakeholders that you want to engage with your brand i think is super important so if you know your audience really really well i think it's a, it's a it's a relatively straightforward way of going about your business and you see that with with many brands who you know down the years have really you know, pushed forward um, progress in terms of more social issue-based campaigns that are go beyond just their products and, and services, which I think, you know, gives people more of a um, a meaningful reason to want to buy and be loyal to that brand. I think, you know, recognizing that your product and service is not just about, you know, dealing with a functional um, uh sort of a functional way of, of of helping people with their lives and make improving their lives but also that it that it could also um, create a personal connection and make their lives easier um, you know within Havas we have what we call our meaningful brand study which we which we've been running for 15 years now every year we we, we survey three to four hundred thousand people in you know 10 plus markets around the world and we've done that every year for 15 years now to look at know what makes a meaningful brand and we look at you know three types of equity functional equity personal equity and collective equity and a brand that can you know really stand both for functional equity which is really kind of you know the product and service doing what it says it does really really well to a personal equity of how it connects with you on a personal level and how it makes your life easier on a personal level to the collective equity which is you know how that that brand um Has and behaves in society and helps support the collective community. You know those that if you get all of that right in your in your story, you know, and and you do that, you know, authentically and and with transparency, I think then you end up in a really really great place, and that's where you know a brand becomes very sticky in terms of loyalty with its with its consumers. Uh, So for us, in those those the the most meaningful brands are, are successful because they do all of those things really really well.
0: Absolutely um this has been a a whirlwind of a lot of um good information and and um a great kind of overview of of many of the the topics you've been speaking on as of late um I know that I've asked a lot of questions and and I haven't really given you much of a chance to say if there's anything I've missed or anything that you wanted to highlight from um some of your your recent work in the space
1: yeah well I think you know brands are you know there's a recognition that brands are stewards of truth um you know they're more responsible than ever for the content and information that they share and put out into the world and so just recognizing the the responsibility we have as as professionals in in the PR and communications industry to ensure that our clients are doing that in the right in the right way because you know you know with the erosion in trust of of both you know governments and media which is you know at a a, you know not in a great place right now it's really been you know, brands that have stepped up to the plate to provide information. If you think about, you know, the beginning of of the COVID-19 pandemic, it was really brands and 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 companies that stepped up to the plate and, and, and offered those kind of simple messaging around, you know, social distance, wear a mask, wash your hands. It was, you know, in, in, in the face of a lot of, you know, government sort of uh, information that was somewhat con- conflicted at times. And so you know the, it is you know brands do recognize that they can they can place um, uh, stories that, that are that, that obviously need to be factually accurate but but that can help ensure that the the communities in which we operate are both safe but also you know are, are progressive in the way that they the way that they think as I say so so if brands are, are becoming more and more trusted for that information and and, in, and particularly us as employees of brands and, and companies, you know, we're listening to our companies, you know and the information that they share. Uh, it's uh, it's obviously kind of in critic becoming more and more critically important that they continue to recognize that role and do it in the right way.
0: Absolutely. Well, James, thank you so much uh, for your time today. This has been another um, great conversation sponsored by Foss Red, um, talking about the three P's um, of, in the new age of purpose. Um, Thank you for sharing this. Is there a place online anywhere that people can find um, any sort of summaries of this or resources that um, are out on like a Habas blog or anything?
1: Yeah, we have it on our website. So if you go to habasred.com, you'll find all of our thought papers on uh, from pledges to progress, which is to look at how sort of corporate pledges have had to now move into very much into the realms of actually demonstrating actionable progress and and, um, and and successes that they've had around uh, issues that they, they want to support and and also around this, around misinformation, and disinformation, some of the work that we've been doing in that area for our clients. So yeah, check it out, haveusread.com.
0: Well, we appreciate your time today and look forward to our next conversation. Thank you so much, Thanks. James Wright.
1: Thanks, Megan.
0: You've been listening to The Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media, and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers.